Blog Talk Radio. Game bang. 
welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winter Burns, and I'm glad that you are with us tonight. Tonight, as always, we've got a hot show, and I hope you guys are ready. Uh, tonight, we're talking about, uh, so what if I don't want to get married? Everybody doesn't want to, it's always talking about, you got to get married, you got to get booed up. If you're not married, acting like if you're not married, something is wrong with you. But what if you just don't want to get married? Uh, and if you are married, I mean, was that really the right thing to do? Or did you just do it because that's what everybody said you were supposed to do? So we got a lot to talk about tonight. I hope you guys stay with us uh, because we're going to have a good show. As always, at any point during this show, if you've got a question or a comment, you can give us a call at 929-477-2304 and press the number one and let us know you got a question or a comment. That number, I'm going to give it to you one more time. It's 929 477 Two three zero four, and remember to press the number one to let us know if you've got a question or comment. If you're listening on any one of our Facebook lives, you guys make sure you put your comments on the live, and we will make sure that we get those on as well. Make sure you hit those share buttons, that share button too, so that way your friends and family can join in and get your uh, give their uh, thoughts on tonight's topics too. All right, so as we before we get into this into the news. Let me say what's up to my co-host. For those who don't know, um, I've got sitting with me uh, the CEO of Elegance by Design Hair and Skin Care, Miss Q Willis. What's going on, Q? How you doing tonight? Hey, hey, I am doing wonderful this evening. Wonderful. Excited about this show. Very much so. Yeah, we got a good one. And my live is filling up, too, so that's what's up. That's good. That's good. And, uh, uh, and of course, you know, I'm excited um, about especially reading that that comment that you got earlier about your new beard, um, your new beard stuff. So I'm excited that that that, 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 that set me up real good. That, that set me up real good. Yeah, we're gonna be we gonna get some beard stuff. I'm gonna get my beard in even thicker, and I'm gonna get my yeah. So I'm gonna keep on have my toes and my beard right. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Listen, I'm, listen. Listen. I'm just going to walk into the room and, and show them my feet and my beard and be like, and just, and I told you, when I walk in the room from now on, I'm just going to be like, panda, 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 and then just, and just let them see my feet and let them see my beard, and we're going to, that's it, that's all I'm going to do. Oh, that's and it. drop the mic. That's it. You got to do it. That's it. Just drop the mic. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I got to say, panda. Right. <laughs> And of course, let me say what's up also to my to our other co-host, CEO of Curvy Kitten Clothing, Miss Kels Johnson. What's up, Kels? Let me give you. Hold on, let me give you a song. <clears throat> let me give you a little vibrato mm-hmm. today. Curvy Kitten. How was that? One? I tried to do a little opera today. That was opera. Okay. Switch that was opera today. Okay. <laughs> How you I doing like this week, I am doing great. My live is tripping though. My feelings are so hurt. Oh. Oh. Well, you want to get it? Right, but, we're um, get yeah. you straight. Other than that, I'm good. Good, good. Now, good, man. My I'm live is jumping. My face. <laughs> tell you what. I said I'm sad that my fans can't see my face. Oh, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm sure they are too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> we ain't gonna tell y'all about Kel's fans. Kel got Kel, Kel got fans. I know. But anyway, I ain't gonna do that to you tonight. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna let's go ahead and jump into this news. I'm gonna say right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this right now by saying this. I'm gonna start with the the. Not, I'm gonna start real good, and I can't promise you where I'm, my attitude is gonna be to at the end of this news. So I just want to give everybody a warning right now. <clears throat> this news segment might not be good, but that's all right. All right, so we're gonna start real good. So the first thing, um, so there is a story in the News Tribune, which is a uh, magazine in the St. Paul, Minnesota area. Um, this talks about um, a it's about entrepreneurial news. So there's an African-American entrepreneur uh, in the St. Paul area uh, named Clarence Bisay. He founded a company, a tech company that sells warranties that undercuts retail prices uh, called Upsie. It's spelled U-P-S-I-E. Um, and I looked it up, and they sell um, warranties for things like laptops, cell phones, things like that. They're a much cheaper than the ones that you'll get usually through your retail company. So if you have, for example, like a, a iPad and you get a warranty on it, his prices for those are cheaper. Um, but um, this article talks about how um, how he started his company in 2006, um, how he grew up even before that. He grew up in a home, in a dysfunctional home with a father who abused his mother, um, and he was a former drug dealer and had to overcome um, homelessness. But he talked about how he used his love for technology um, at, to make himself better, how he studied in places like Oxford that helped him to see that in life it's really not a black, in his opinion, it's not about black and white. It's about who's willing to help who. And so he just really, um, he was really grateful for that and started this company in 2016. It's been doing really well. So um, I just wanted to give a shout out and a salute. Um, every week I try to find a, you know, a black entrepreneur who's doing this thing, so I wanted to give it up to Mr. Clarence Bisay, again, of Upsy, U-P-S-I-E. So it's com if you want to go and check out his website. Um, they've got over 14,000 users currently, um, and so they're doing pretty good. So definitely make sure you check them out. Kel, you got any comment on that? Um, I thought it was good. Um it seems like a very good opportunity. So, yeah, just reading about it and learning about that there's still programs like that out there, um, you know, does its own, uh, I guess, piece of the of the movement. That's the own little piece. So, yeah, I, that's very good. I'm proud of him. And my only, I guess, concern was just, I don't like when people try to take away from the blackness. Like, I understand that you want to be political correct and stuff, but, I mean, it's okay to say, you know, this is an example of how we can do it. So, but, yeah, kudos to him. So, I'm assuming it's me next. (laughs) Um, I think this is amazing, to be honest with you. And I, I just posted on the live that I think, I personally think that it's really cool that he chose um, a market that is not really a traditional black business. Um, First of all, I don't know many black folks overall who do warranties, who use warranties. And um, while I understand that he's positioning himself as, you know, I'm here for everyone, I see that twofold. Um, 
part of it, I think, is politically correctness, like what Kel said. But a second, on the other side of that, if he were to position himself solely as I'm doing this team black folks, he would not have a business, simply because there's a lot of convincing that has to happen of black people to invest in warranties. So um, I think that might not be so much of a fear thing and more so a positioning and a I need to get out there and then I'll work. The back end, I don't know this dude, so I can't really speak a lot into it. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to that particular comment that you made because this isn't really a niche that we know about. Technology, you know, STEM STEM uh, careers and things like that are new to us. So um, I, th- I think it's really cool. I really, really do. But I, on the flip of that, I do feel where you said, like, it is okay to be here to say I want to create something for us. Um, I think that we shouldn't be afraid to do that. I was just thinking it could be a part of shooting you. If he marketed primarily the black folks, I don't know if he really have a market like in this well, current time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't mean just market to black folks. I mean just, you know, being a black man that made it. Like don't be afraid uh, to Gotcha. You don't need to share that too. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be able to Sorry. honor for them. Definitely black. Black story, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next story. Um, so this next story, we're gonna take a moment. Now we're not gonna take a moment of silence. This next story. <laughs> this weekend, while, while the rest of us were out um, watching Black Panther. Um, there was an NBA All-Star game that was going on. And as tradition normally has it at the beginning of the NBA All-Star game or any most uh, games in this country, um, they sang the Star Spangled Banner. Um, This time, somebody decided to have Fergie, a three-time Grammy winner, which they made sure they let us know, um, sing the Star Spangled Banner. What they forgot was that Fergie sounds like hot mess mixed with pork rinds when she sings. And so she butchered the song in an attempt to um, to sound like Marvin Gaye and so has come back and apologized. Now, first of all, let me say this. I'm someone who sings. The Star Spangled Banner is not the easiest song in the world to say. Um, however, there are some people who you do not try to come behind unless you can say it. Had this been Fantasia, had this been Layla Hathaway, had this been somebody who could carry a, a half of a tune in a bucket, I'd have been okay. But Fergie, whose most popular song is I Ain't No Hollaback Girl, is not <laughs> the person no. who needs to be trying to imitate. That's Gwen Stefani. That ain't even Fergie. <laughs> okay. See, that, there is my point. The woman cannot. She don't even have that one. She, she don't even have whatever her song is. She can't. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. And why? And then, so let me let me say this, and I'm gonna pass the mic. So I even said, well, maybe it was a bad day. And so I YouTube Fergie singing "Star Spangled Banner," 
And I saw that she has sang it at least two other times at the White House and at the Miami Dolphins football game. And guess what? In both of those instances, she didn't sound like as bad as she did, but she still sounded like hot garbage. And yet Uh -uh. we continue to allow this woman to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Somebody please tell me why. Q-Kill, somebody please tell me why. We allow Fergie to keep singing the national anthem. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I'm actually considered. <laughs> yeah, who answered oh. it? Like, who's over it? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, who gets to pick? I don't know. Whoever picked it should go where the guy who had the false alarm in Hawaii. They should be in the same place. That was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, me and James were talking about this this morning on the way to work, and we were laughing about it. I said, this could have been – they had so many opportunities to make this so different than what it is right now. Like, this could have been somebody's YouTube moment. This could have been somebody's, you know, come up like <laughs> so much more than us laughing about this bluesy rendition. Bluesy. <laughs> bluesy.
She got some songs out there. Uh-huh. She got like two okay. songs featuring Nicki Minaj. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So basically, the two people who need to, who try to become relevant again. Anyway, but I digress. So, yeah, it was horrible. That was absolutely atrocious. And they, they gone, yeah. I'm sorry. She, she okay. apologized. Check she apologized. us out. Y'all renamed her. We done made her Gwen Stefani on the live. We done gave her promiscuous girl, which is Nelly Furtado's song. This bitch has no identity. Nobody knows <laughs> man, and so I'm just going to start off by saying that. But The Blaze, uh, excuse me, The Blaze and Fox News have done stories talking about how um, basically trying to slander Maxine Water, who is uh, <laughs> a, dem- a Democrat. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm glad to go ahead. Okay. They try to uh, slander Democratic California Representative Maxine Waters for attending a Nation of Islam convention where that was led by, of course, Nation of Islam leader Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, apparently, they're trying to say that uh, they're trying to, of course, slander her name for being there. They have video of her being there, hugging, um, hugging Minister Farrakhan saying that she is, uh, one article even says that now she, they think she is a member of the Nation of Islam. Um, and it goes, of course, the article to talk about all of, some of the things that Minister Farrakhan has said. Now, let me say this. I posted this because I'm going to say this real quick, and I want y'all to know I'm clapping my hands when I say this. Leave Auntie Maxine alone. Leave Auntie Maxine alone. This woman is not to be messed with. And I'm going to say this, right. that she is, whether you agree with Minister Farrakhan's opinions or not, you have to respect the fact that this, that, that this woman and that man have done exemplary things for African Americans and for, the, for, uh, for her, for the United States of America. And so y'all going to get off Auntie Maxine, or it's going to be, I'm clapping my hands again. No, actually, this time I'm going to do my fifth. It's going to be some serious repercussions if y'all don't get <laughs> off of Auntie Maxine. Kelly, what you I mean, I feel the same way. Um, you know, whether she's, we don't know if she's really affiliated because people turn stories so much nowadays. I mean, even if she's friends with him or whatever, so what? She's not, she hasn't done anything, and like you said, leave Auntie alone. I mean, no, we're not going to let you keep bullying Miss Maxine. She's <laughs> just a Maxine. Right. We're not going to let you do that. So, right. 
I mean, you just you just yeah. never know. You never know how they twisted the story or what's really going yeah. on. So, you know, I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I won't believe it until they show some other proof. Did they try to slip Obama in there? I'm like, well, y'all let Obama yeah. go. Right. Leave right. Obama alone. It's Obama. Yeah, so, yeah, they just, they're picking. But that's what they do. Yeah. And I get, you know, I really get that their goal is to try to take, you know, with all of the investigation that's going on with, um, you know, with, with Russia and all of, and the special investigators, they're trying to take, you know, off of that. But again, y'all better go, y'all better go pick, pick Pelosi or somebody like that. Y'all leave Auntie Maxine alone, or it's gonna be some smoke in the city. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, and, I, and I'm gonna say it like this: as a Christian man, if I go to see a, a Louis Fair, a, a Minister Farrakhan kind of thing, so what? That is my choice. Yeah. As a, as an African American man, as a man in the United States, if I want to go see him, I can go. So what? Right. Yeah. Listen, they might be real cool. You can't. Um, why are you judging? These, why are you judging her friendship? Leave her alone. Yep. I don't know if they better get off of it, period. Yeah. There is so much business and, and experience between those two people right there. There's so much game to be soaked up between those two. Like, whoever's writing a story or trying to be critical about her being there or them having any type of relationship, like, that, that's above your pay grade. That's how I feel. When I see those types of folks <laughs> mixing and mingling and doing their thing, like, at this point, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, who are right. we to even try and put our toe into that and say what that might be? Like, just several seats. And, yes, get off Auntie Maxine. Like, leave her be. Leave, let, let. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Why are they? they better get yeah, they better and get off. But look at how old the pictures in the video was. Like, 2002, 2005. Like, really? Right. Right. Y'all on that? Right. That's what we don't have to take. Y'all have to go way back to get that one. You knew that if you if you, you couldn't find nothing recent because she'd been tearing y'all up. So, mm-hmm. good. like I said, I know that's why they're doing it, but they better leave her alone. That's all I'm saying. Leave her alone. So. You mess, you, know, you mess, and the other, and again, like I said, I think it's a beautiful thing. We got to move on. It's a beautiful thing to see, even though you know, not, y'all know my thing is we might not agree on religious, on certain religious things with people. We might not, but listen, as a, as a culture, we need to learn how to work together. So whether or not, like I said, I agree. I don't agree with everything that that Minister Farrakhan says, but I will not disrespect the things that he's done for us. I will not disrespect or dishonor. Um, his legacy, and I surely will not let y'all uh, come after IT Maxine. So, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So let's go to our first song, and then we're going to get into this topic right after. So our first song is by um, another person who, by the way, if y'all ever need somebody to sing the Star Spangled Banner, who is more than capable of doing it because he's done it several times at the Oklahoma City Thunder Games. Uh, it's our brother uh, and uh, our brother and friend, Mr. 
uh, Big Rob Clay and his song Bye Bye. So after this, we're going to come back and jump into our topic for the night. Don't go anywhere. This is Bye Bye by Big Rob Clay. Um, but we wanted to get on the other side of 
the union. A lot of the times we always highlight what it's like to be in a relationship. Like the goal, the end game is a relationship, which ends in marriage and, you know, commitment, long-term, things like that. Well, tonight we wanted to kind of get into the other side of that. What do you do and how do you um, – how do you flow and, and find your way among this this relationship praise society if that ain't what you want? Like, if you want, you are happy by yourself, you want to, you know, you like companionship from time to time, but for the most part, you like solo. You are not looking to become anybody's other, nobody's emergency contact or co-sign or beneficiary, none of that. You just want to do you. How do you find your way through that? Um, and Wynn and Kells will tell you that this afternoon I asked, like, how am I, with, as Kells likes to highlight, my forever married ass, how am I not wanting to be married, considering I have spent, like, my entire adult life um, married? And I, I I thought about it, and I and I told Lynn and Kels that I really want. I think a lot of the times married people put up a facade that everything is either amazing or catastrophic. There's rarely an in between, and if it is that in between, it's sometimes so fairy tale like. It's like really like no one believes it because there's no um, what we feel is reality in it. Y'all remember when we had Pastor Charles and we said, like, there's a lot of relationship and pain, like, there's a lot of folks can find a lot of commonality and pain. Well, if you're not in a happy relationship where you don't have one, like, there's no, I'm not feeling you. There's no connection being made there. So um, I wanted to basically, like, from my married point, say that there are still times that even after being married for 14 years and with my husband for 16 years, um, there are still times you still wonder, can we do this? Like, is this the right thing? Do I really still want to be married? And not saying, like, I hate my husband or we want a divorce or anything like that. It's a matter of as where you are as a think, as a <clears throat> individual mm-hmm. versus who you are as a part of a couple. And we are lying to ourselves if at any time we think just because we say I do, you then forget who you are as an individual. So I'm going to be honest with you and say, in my time from becoming a 19-year-old, 18-year-old young woman who met my husband and moving into now a 34-year-old grown woman, there are times where I question, and I'm sure he has too, is this, did we do this right? Is this the right move for me? Is this really what we wanted? Would things have been different if we had, like, all of those questions that I have no shame in saying that at one point in time I thought those things. And I think if other married people were to be honest about it, they would admit that they, too, have had those um, moments of contemplation and thinking, is that what it is? And that's not taking any love or um, admiration from our spouses and how we've done this thing. But as individuals and as we grow and change, those questions come up, and you still have to find your individuality within your union. So <clears throat> I think that this is a very, very healthy conversation, and I think a lot of single people really need that. Um, y'all need a safe space. You know what I'm saying? Like there needs to be a safe space for those people who really, really want to just be left the hell alone and like to figure it out as they go <laughs> without having, having a time for a, a question of when will that happen. 
Um, so that, that's my my thought process on this. So now I'm going to stop yapping and open it up to you guys. Um, and what do you think? Kel, I'm going to start with you first because I know you talk about um, dating and its pressures as a, as a woman, especially as a career woman and an entrepreneur. And I know here lately you've been kind of saying, like, I'm, I don't know if this is really what I want sometimes. Like, I don't really know if that is what my end game is. So what, what are your thoughts? Um, Most people that know me know that, you know, I'm not opposed to being married, but I just don't believe in making it be your number one, you know, mission in life. I mean, and it can be. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I'm just not that person that thinks that should be everybody's mission. If it's supposed to happen, then it'll happen. And that if it doesn't happen, then no, that's just not part of your purpose. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's the end of the world. Doesn't mean that you don't have to have a relationship. Doesn't mean, you know, you don't have other things in place of that. So I like this topic. I think it's it's becoming less taboo and it may even let people you know, some people may have to learn themselves before they even can be a good partner for somebody else. So maybe that happens later in life for some people. Mm. You know? And dating does <laughs> suck. Dating like sucks. Tyrannosaurus Rex balls, like it is so. <laughs> it is so bad. That is so bad. Why, why, why you say that, Jill? Why? Why is dating oh so bad? God. It just is. It's it's like it, you can't just have fun and date people without games and just stress. Well, you know, what? I take that back because I had one on. I guess you can call them dates. I've been on a, a couple of outings with people of the opposite sex that haven't been, you know, no expectation, no game. So I don't know if that's considered dating, though, because it's so bad. But anyway, we can talk about y'all off topic. Got my live over here calming down and stuff. <laughs> I just, wait. Oh, I know. Wait, you just said, you said, you said, hold on. You, you didn't call them dates. What did you call them? Outings? Outings. Okay. An I, I, okay. And my live, yeah, I had uh, Rashayla. She said she would like to be married, and yes, dating is awful. So I got back up. Everybody, oh, I, I everybody who wants to date is in different states. I don't, dis- I don't yeah. disagree that dating is definitely difficult. I tell any, <laughs> I, I tell anybody, dating is, dating is, is not fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Mm-mm. So, no, I get it. Uh, so, let me say that I think I think in terms of if a person doesn't want to get married, I'm all for not getting married. Like, you know, I don't think that a person should be pressured to be married. I don't think that a person should feel like their life is not fulfilled if they're not married or, or never get married. I think that's you know that's pressure that's not that's unnecessary. Um, I do think that some people get to that point because they feel because they have no hope and feel like that because dating has been horrible for them that they're mm-hmm. just going to say forget it and I'm not going to worry about it. I can those people concern me because um, because as many and I haven't had a ton so let me be honest I haven't had a ton of bad experiences dating but I haven't dated a lot either uh, but uh, it's 
But even the experiences that I have, that I have that I didn't like, like it can, it's, it's really, it's, it's really difficult to put yourself out there and get out there and try to do it. And, and as, as Wesley just said on my, on my, on my live dating is, is, it's not expensive, it's expensive. And so, you know, you said it's what? It's not expensive. You take the EX off of that mug and just say it's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> like, you just can't, like, I mean, it used to be a day where you can just split a, you know, you could split a coffee, but, you know, you can used to, be able to get a coffee and or split a two for 20 in Applebee's, but that doesn't work anymore. Like, it's expensive. Like, one day is, like, a day's worth of work these days. So, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's t- and then and that's not even the, the the real serious part about about my dating and why what makes it tough and why you know is that and, and why I think that some people just settle for it is because everybody goes into dating a with preconceived ideas of what they uh, and b this list of what what the person who they should you know they're supposed to be what that person's supposed to look like what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. but you go into it with all of that and you go into it trying to force somebody to prove that they're worth you or they're worth your loyalty and we arguing about who's the prize and you know and all that kind of stuff. Instead of instead I mean that y'all know that that irks me by the way. I just want to say that. That that irks me. anyway. But that who's the prize though. it irks it, it irks the, the ever loving Jesus out of me. Um but um, <laughs> but it does. And I think whoever came up with that Whoever came up with that was probably trying to sell some books or something. But anyway, um, I think you, you just got to, like, it, it's difficult. So so if, it, if you're the person who says, I have no hope, and so I'm just settling, I'm just going to be single, I'm going to give me a bunch of cats or whatever, you know, then, that's, then I, don't, I, I don't want that person to settle. But if you really think that you are, are called to and supposed to be single for the rest of your life, then... I bless you, but not the kids. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> what you mean? I can't do it. I can't do it. But what if you just kept? What if you just kept dating for the rest of your life? Like just I can't dating do it. Kev, I can't do it. I told y'all know why I can't do it. Don't play with me. Y'all know why I. I, 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 I don't judge. I don't. I, I, I don't judge people for doing that, for being like that, but for me. For me, I cannot do that. Number one, let's just be clear. I'm gonna be perfectly clear and honest. Number one, I like rolling over in the middle of the night and have something soft to touch that's not a pillow. Number two, <laughs> number two, I am a I'm a preacher and I can't be and I like sex, so I can't be out here <laughs> just sleeping with anybody. And and be up there in the pool uh-huh. trying to preach. That just doesn't work for my life. So uh-huh. no, I gotta get married. I do. I, I like company, and well, I like. Well, I, I mean, if you call, if you call to preach, unless you're gonna be a um, priest, you know, you're probably probably yeah. You know, you're probably gonna have that urge to want to be married too. If you have that, you know, if you're yeah. called. So I get it. And I do, and I do. I function better being married. That's me. I function better as a as a married man. So I know that's me. But again, 
So if a person does not want to be married, they're perfectly fine. There's no, you know, morality issue, no spiritual issue. Knock yourself out. I think that's hey, but wait. great. When? Yes. So is, is either one of y'all listen to Ricky Smiley this morning? Either one of y'all listen, uh, listen to Ricky Smiley? No, I was at work by then. Okay, well, let me tell you about this. So there is a black show for polygamists now. Like there's some black polygamists, and they had them on the show this morning. And it's so weird because I didn't even think about that. That, <laughs> that could kind of be part of the conversation because maybe your marriage is not something conventional. Because whoever the mm-hmm. second and third wife is, technically you're not married in the eyes of the United States. So, you know. I just just put that out there like that. So maybe, you know, it might be, you know, people that might have to jump on that bandwagon. Um, You know, if they don't want to be married traditionally. I I didn't see that or hear that interview. Um, I saw quite a few people. Sorry, I was typing and then failing it both. Uh, (laughs) So... I did see a lot of people posting about that interview, and I think Kel, that is a very good add-on to this type of conversation because mm-hmm. I think as grow as a culture of people in general, um, our age range, we are our our little demo has mm-hmm. been woke and awakening ourselves, and woke not in the negative sense, but awakening has been like our thing. You know, learning, breaking out of the box of what traditionalism is and all of that has become the new thing. Now, I'm not in new thing. This isn't new. Like these lifestyles that are being highlighted have been going on for eons. But this is just, we now have the form to say it out loud. And these types of relationships will still allow for um the companionship, the the, the 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 community that is necessary for a relationship without the paperwork, without the supposed um, stigma that comes with the traditional marriage by law and all of that, you know, under the eyes of the law and as that is said. But I, I, I'm still trying to figure out if our frustration or our, our romanticism with marriage is the marriage or is it the, the union? Are we after having someone, or are we after having someone twice? And I bring that up because I was looking over an article, and I shared it with you guys earlier, and I'm going to share it to the live now. But for millennials in general, there was an article that came out um, that was saying, why aren't millennials being married? Oh, wait, I got some live comments. Bad job. Y'all know my live is like a super hater. Tay is saying um, she'll pass on polygamy. <laughs> it is. Uh, she said she'll pass on the polygamy. She doesn't like to share. She heard them talk about it, but she she heard that they talked about it. We missed that segment. Um, Charles has said that contrary to popular belief, oh, hey, there's light. Hey, okay. Um, anyway, uh, contrary to uh, <laughs> popular belief, a lot of women don't want, marriage isn't the, um, the end goal for a lot of women. Uh, which is also true. Um, so, yeah. Hey, live. Glad I got some light all of a sudden. I don't know what I scrolled on on the screen, but now all of a sudden we got light. It was real, real <laughs> sexy here for a little while, and I didn't like it. So now we got light. Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay. But that's what my live said. Now, I shared this article in the live feed, but they're basically mm-hmm. saying that millennials, we have some inner issues that are possibly keeping us from marriage. Um, 
we are that whole self help and the the need to do better and to better ourselves all the time is kind of keeping us from settling down with someone and growing through those changes with someone because we're afraid that wherever we end up when we're finished leveling up, whoever we're with at this point is not going to be good enough now. So we are kind of, we are next leveling ourselves in advance and it's leaving us lonely. So when we get to the top, there's no one there to share that with. Um, That's a big part of why millennials, if you want to, you know, generalize are not seeking marriage. Um, Also, there's nothing to really join in with. A lot of the times, or in the old days, <laughs> marriage was something that you, joined, you were joining money, you were joining assets, you were, you know, family names had something to bring to the table. There was a benefit to both people. Besides, I'm feeling warm and fuzzy, and we're going to look at each other and gaze into our eyes at the end of the night. There was something more to it than just we like each other a whole lot. At this point, everybody's broke, your mama's broke, your grandparents broke, there's no wealth, there's no assets, there's no nothing really being gained. Everyone is in the process of gaining and don't really have time to build the relationship part of it. So, you know, there, there, and I, you guys can look through the article because I, don't, I could go on and on about this, but look through the article because there are some really strong points to be made because we debate them often in the school and why we choose certain people, why certain people won't be enough or won't be eligible for us or, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. But we have to kind of get to the root of that and realize where are these standards, where are these requirements and expectations really coming from? Are these us things or are these we things? And and I, I think this one kind of opened my eyes because it, it hit our age range, and it's so much of what we already discussed, and we know our issues for us. Um, when? What do you think? I went to Kel's first. What do you think about that? Did you have a chance to read over this? Um, no, I didn't. Um, but I think okay. that I can agree with what you just said. I actually agree that I, I agree that part of the reason, because of other things I've read, that part of the reason we aren't getting married is due to a lack of. Uh, not me, but millennials, because I'm not a millennial, um, that we are, is that there is, is due to money. Uh, and so the other studies that I've shown have talked about how millennials are living at home longer. Um, they are not rushing to get into the workforce, but would rather find a position that they like. And so that usually takes a couple of years after they graduate from college or high school. And so if that's part of the process and part of, the, part of the, their process, then I could understand why the marriage age went from, I think when I read the, the stuff I read said that it went from where people normally got married around 24, 25 to where they were getting married around 30. So that makes sense to me um, because, again, nobody wants to get married broke. So, you know, that's not that's not something now that we do where I think before it was like, you know, love don't see us through. Now it's like now we now we're looking like love don't pay the bills. So I need you to have, <laughs> I need you to have some corn before you try to uh, to get married. And so, and I respect that because you know we also know that you know if fifty percent of marriages, y'all know I don't like that stat, but whatever, if fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and a, the largest part of uh, reason for divorce are financial issues, then that makes sense. It makes sense for people yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to wait until we're more financially stable in order for, uh, for us to do it. So that that makes sense to me. 
No doubt makes that. Yep. Very answer. I do want. I do wonder. Let me jump in. I do wonder also to your point about um, about us waiting, people waiting because they have some unresolved emotional issues. <clears throat> I wonder about that because I wonder if you do get to a point where you have um, where you are um, where you resolve those issues, and do you get to a point and you get to that point? and you still don't want to be married, why is the culture you said we say that there is something wrong with somebody who doesn't want to get married? Um, because mm-hmm. we still, we put that on people. Like, we don't really know mm-hmm. that that's, you know, that that's really what it is. So, again, they could just, somebody could just not want to be married, and that's okay. Um, but why, do, why would we still put that stigma on somebody as if there's something wrong with you if you choose not to get, just because you choose not to get married, not that you're afraid, but that you choose not to get married. We suck at minding. I was simply saying, I think we suck at minding our own business, and we should worry about ourselves. That's all. Okay. You probably had a more substantial comment. Oh, I was just saying about the stigma. Um, I was I was going to mention that a lot of people try to link it to um, religion or some type of um, yeah. cultural norm that you're supposed to be paired and everybody has a soulmate. Like we weren't made to be alone, but how do you know that? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Well, and we don't. We we don't know that. And like yeah. you said, a lot of that is a a lot of that is a religious. Response because you know we know the Bible says that man was not it wasn't good for man it's not good for man to be alone but you know I, I my response to that is but Paul also says that I wish that all men would be like me um, and be single so you know mm. again it's you know he says listen because if you're single then you don't have to worry about the priority, the first priority being your spouse. Where if you remain single, your first priority could be do it, could be it should be to do the work of the ministry. So, again, I think we gotta we gotta look at it and say, what do I really believe is my purpose? Where do I really believe I'm supposed to be? Not not what am I settling for? But is is my heart? And the biggest thing that I get is I get a lot of people. Who come to me and say, "I just don't think that I'm that I'm supposed to get married because I've had multiple failed attempts, multiple failed relationships. Maybe I'm just supposed to be single, and that scares me because that's an indication that you have um, lost hope. And when you get to the point where you lost hope, then that means that you start to compromise, you start to settle, you stop going mm-hmm. after." that inner thing that's driving and pushing you, that scares me when a person does that. So that's why I said we have to really be honest and say, do you really want to be single or do you just think that you've had a hit a a string of bad luck or you, you know, had bad relationships or just have not found the right one? So I have a question. That is a very good call out right there, Wynn. I have a uh, live Comment or no question from William. 
She says, uh, do you feel that you really need the institution of marriage to build with someone you want to build with? Um, I'll, I'll answer real quick, and then I'll go to Kels as far as um, as far as your thoughts. So I think you need the principles of marriage to really build with someone. Um, I think that the legality, the government aspect of marriage is necessary to build so that everything stays legit when it all comes down to it. But I think I don't. I, I think that the principles of marriage, finding someone that you can, that you want to build with, that you want to love, honor, cherish, all that beautiful stuff. I do think that is extremely important for building a union with someone that should be longstanding. Um, I am not so naive to think that marriage is the only way that that happens, because I know way too many people who are living extremely happy without the institution of marriage. So I think if the principles are aligned, then it can absolutely happen. Um, and the legality part of it is more for this, you know, for how we got to operate. Um, Kels, what do you think about that? <clears throat> oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a good, I have a very good thought on that. I think that, yes, there, there can be um, a way that, you know, people can – live together or be a union without the institution of marriage because just like I said before, people put so much pressure on the institution and just getting married on the wedding, on all this extra stuff instead of putting it on the people. And so mm-hmm. I like to think of it like this. Think about your think about your best friend, your best friend of the of the same sex, like your best, you know, homegirl, best homeboy. When you meet somebody as a friend, you don't be like, "Oh, I'm about to make them my best friend." They're about to be my best friend. <laughs> you know I mean? like, you don't look at people like that. So I think if we take out that whole end piece of the whole, just the need and the want and the desire, like it becomes a passion for that, and just be just like somebody who like you bet, you know what I mean? Just like each other until you go to that next level then it'll be easier without even the expectation of it. And then if you want to, if you guys move in that direction, that's fine, like any other tradition, but I just don't think it should be placed as this top initiative like, you know, we make it be sometimes. So that's my answer in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Ask the question one more time, Rob, so I make sure I I want to answer this honestly. Okay. Uh, do you feel? Do you feel that you really need the institution? Do you feel that you really need the institution of marriage to build with someone you want to build with? Do you feel the institution of marriage is necessary to build with someone? To build what? Mm. Let's say I'm going to go out on William's behalf and say a life. <laughs> Will correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Let's say a life. We're gonna build a life. <laughs> so, do I need the institution of marriage to build a life of someone? I would say, I would say the answer. The I would say to answer that question. Here, here is my response to that: that what marriage does, or what it's supposed to symbolize, depending on the context that you come from, is a covenant that goes deeper than just a regular commitment. 
so a verbal agreement. So a covenant in in really really under marriage is saying that your life is my life, and I am swearing to that. Not just saying, "Hey, come on, let's go." I want, you know, I like you. Let's, you know, it's it's a deeper commitment than than just okay, let's build together. I think we work good together. Um, and so I think that's where marriage comes into play. Um, can you do that without marriage? Um, yeah, but if that's the case, then you're why not just get married if you're already doing that? So I think it's kind of a difficult question to answer in that regard because it's almost like my question would be to that is if you're building and you have that level of commitment with the person, what's keeping you from getting married? And whatever it is that's keeping you from wanting to marry that person, I would then say is a block to you being able to fully commit on the level that's necessary for you to have the type of covenant relationship that you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly just, like, shut my life down with a comment right now. <clears throat> so, um, Kelly Kale says, yes. someone told me once that we treat serious relationships like marriages with our sick-to-it ways and treat marriages like serious relationships where you can jump shit whenever you feel froggy. Yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree that that is totally how we do relationships right now. That absolutely, we are more willing to fight to maintain a relationship than we are to maintain a marriage. We remove all of the room for error, for the room for misunderstanding and growth when a marriage happens with the assumption that they're supposed to know they would never do me this way. You vow to never. You vow to never. I vow to never forsake. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole other situation that happens because we don't, we forget about how how those roles flip once we do say I do. We give a lot to the relationship. Wow. That was very, very deep. Um, Will has a follow-up to what your word, what you said, uh, Will. Uh, damn. Y'all with these women, Will. And, uh, William has a follow-up to what Will said just now. He says, can't you have that same level of commitment without the marriage is what when, uh, William is asking when. Again, I would say, like I would, just, I would repeat the same thing I already said. Is as if you can, if you cannot, if you, if if you, if you can, then my question is, why aren't you married? Mm-hmm. All right. Because now, because now you're 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 asking, you're saying, can you do it? And I'm saying, I'm saying that that if, or if you're doing it, then you're then what's keeping you from getting married? Gotcha. All right. We'll wait for his response. <laughs> we gonna wait. You so know why what? Do, like, why are you doing that? We got. We say? talking about it like like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like mm-hmm. if you yeah. live it well, like. and I'm not. I'm actually not. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying what came first. I'm saying that that if we're going to that if 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 his question is can you do it, I'm saying that. That I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying you can mm-hmm. do it. 
However, if you're already doing it, then why are you not close the deal? Well, I mean, I understand understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is the same way you say, why not get married? The same that's the same way I can say, why get married? Mm-hmm. What came first, the chicken or the egg? It's the same. You got two sides of the same argument. It's like you think, well, if you're doing it, you might as well get married. And I'm like, if I'm already doing, why I need a piece of paper? That's how okay. I'm thinking. My, my answer to that would be because you're already doing it. If, if why you need the piece of paper, I don't, it's not the. What I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying is, it's not the paper. The paper isn't the issue. The paper is a government. It's something that the state requires. I, I'm not referring to the paper. I'm referring to the covenant. I'm saying that when you get married and go before God and and get married, that is a completely different agreement contract that you are entering into, as opposed to just simply going to the courthouse, filling out some paper, and and the preacher signing the thing saying that you are legally married by the state. That's those are two separate things. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying get the paper. The paper to me is a that is a state government function. That's something that mm-hmm. you know that we do. But that's I'm talking about two totally different things. Okay, I got you. Yeah. All right, all right. Now that I'm was a good. Yeah, I'm trying to make always. you pass the burden. I, I went off about Auntie Auntie uh, Maxine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna allow the Reverend to get him a sip of water real quick before we get ready for this good hot topic. And let you take your <laughs> get ready for this. Topic is next. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this new music, Will? I mean, when? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not new. Okay, well, it's new to me because I don't think I've ever heard of this person with this song. (laughs) We're going to say this next song is Ill by Blizzom. Music. 
apology Unapologetically talented to what they callin' me New York state of mind But I'm something in my draw I'm ambidextrous But I favor the South Pole See it's not too many regions That be with the South South Keep a couple young kings on the scene If you pop off And the queen is the top boss What you mean I ain't got sauce? I don't need a thousand dollar pair of jeans To say I fall No, you saying Education is key and nothing else They can strip you out that rental But never can strip your mental You ain't fighting for your freedom You never know what we been through They kill us in cold blood Nothing could be more simple We are not the same I challenge you to walk in these shoes Membership only 400 years of back dues See you the type to try to figure it out Any problems will be first class We airing it out So you can get killed Lyrical blood spill And they no cures or no pills We eat bars for a meal Syringes with fit fills This is reserved for the trail No those fighters in the cut This is us Ain't no fighters invited So you can trust
The translation of this to me was if you can get a woman to drink some Coke 45, you would be able to have sex with her. Question. Is giving a woman alcohol and having sex with her a form of date rape? Or is chandering giving a woman a drug only considered the main method of date rape? Date rape. Whew. I mean, that's a very good question. It's actually very good, but um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and go first this time, and I'm gonna say that uh, I think it's a thin line when you think about it objectively, um, especially if you have a person that, yeah, they may not use um, a drug to knock you out. But they may say, you know what, I'm going to go and get her favorite drink so I can make sure that she's loosened up. I mean, I'm just being devil's advocate and just thinking objectively, like, yeah, it's a fine line. But I don't want to just go out on a line and say, so I'm going to say um, maybe on a cake. But what do you think about it, Q? What do you think? Mm. <clears throat> I I don't I don't think giving a woman alcohol with the hope that you end up having sex with her is date rape or date raper ish. Giving a woman too much alcohol or doing something to her alcohol with the anticipation or hopes of having sex with her um, is an issue, and that crosses that line. I I don't see where giving, buying a woman a drink or having drinks with someone you're interested in or hope to have sex with makes you a predator, I think that's up in your advantages. I think when you do so to the point of disadvantaging the person that you're in that situation with, that's when you become a predator. Um, And, you know, Kels, you're right. There is a very fine line with that. But I think that while we're in an in, while we're so quick to want to label every interaction, we're forgetting the basics of interacting. You know, if you if you are wanting to get somewhere with someone, yes, you want to set yourself up for success with that. And we all know that after a few drinks, we can kind of be a little more willing to have conversation. We're a little more relaxed. We are more open. That yeah. happens. But I, I don't think that just giving a woman a drink and then hoping that you get some later makes you a date racist. No, I think over-serving, doing something to the drink, you know, those types of things, you know, or, yeah, those types of things put you in that category for me. But that is a really good question, and I love that we are starting to question all these types of things because that goes to mindset. Like, what have we been taught? Yeah. I like the way that you set that up with, you know, the, the the imagery and how we idolized Billy D growing up. Like, that was a good one, Will. Shout out to Will for the, the way this was set up. But I, I thought about it, and I think that's my, that is my final answer on that one. <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> that's my final answer. Yeah. A short one, I think. Shorter than usual. So, yeah. <laughs> Shorter. <laughs> You know, and so uh, when I know you have the time over there, I, I don't. You know, I, I'm. I, I think. I think what for me, it's when you say for the if 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 it's for the purpose of having of trying to get a woman to have sex with you, 
then then I, that's when I would say it's yes. I mean, if you're just if you're going out on the date and you're buying alcohol, whatever, that's fine. You know, then no. But if you're trying, if your sole goal is that as long as you know that I'm doing this for the purpose of getting, then yeah. Number one, I would say is, is date rape, and if it's not if it's not date rape, then you have no game. And I would say at least at the bare minimum, you have zero game as a man, and you need to go back to school. But if your sole goal in giving her alcohol is to get her to give you some sex, then yes, you. I think it is. I think it is. Get you get you some game. <laughs> well, let's go to the let's go to the post and see what some people said. Um, people still, yeah, saying it's a good question. Um, uh, we had one example said uh, could be one of his homeboys was vacationing, got twelve years for rape, had met a chick at the bar, both were wasted. Next morning, she said he raped her. He was black, she was white, so he was from the gavel drop. So. We do have, I guess, I mean, you do have situations like that. Uh, someone said, remember Spanish fly? Oh, the day went good. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was like, what is that? Uh, okay. Uh, we have a, a lady chiming in saying, giving a woman alcohol in her alcohol with a drug and her drink with the intentions of having sex with her is a form of date rape. Let me be more clear. His only intention is to have sex with her and without her consent. Her just drinking alone and having sex with him does not constitute date rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, another person says, so if a, if I give a woman flowers or food with the intentions of having sex, is that date rape? Come on now. That's the, the problem is the problem with that, and I and I, I, I say this explicitly. You got to think about it. Come on, like if you flowers are not incapacitating somebody's cognitive ability to make a decision, so right. that's different. When you start when you start putting alcohol or drugs into it, then now you're you're messing with somebody's you know with somebody's ability to make their sound decisions and sound judgment. The other and to make it even further, even like I said, if you got to do that, if a man has to do that, like it's a problem. Let's can I can I be let's. Can I can I drop can I drop this for real quick? Let's just be honest. If a woman goes out on a date with you, fellas, mm-hmm. if a woman goes out on a date with you more than once, there is a, like a seventy five percent possibility that you're already gonna get some. As long as you don't uh, mess it up. Just don't mess it up. Old, uh, just don't I'm mess it up. Just don't mess it up. It's, it's the truth. Like, I don't think people get that. Like, if she's going out with you and she's talking to you, like, what do you have to do that for? <laughs> you in the door. Like, what do you, what's the point? Um, Jermaine wants to know, what does a woman want when she offers a man a drink? A chance? It depends on her. And what did you say? It depends but on her intention. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I mean is the issue. The, the exchanging and the having of the drink is not the thing that makes it a date rate or the right. potential. You know, I think when one has the the goal is to 
get the other. Like, that's where they break. <laughs> like, while I love this question, I also think we can sometimes rabbit hole stuff like this. Like, date rape happens when someone rapes someone. Like, if you set that person up for being taken advantage of, and that, that is when date rape. So if you are, if she's offering the drink with an intention to roofie him and drag him to the back stall of the bathroom and do him in, then yes, she is, she is, Right. This is <laughs> but see, but no, but what I want people to, what I'm, what I'm questioning is even the, not saying that you want to drug somebody to, for them to be passed out. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is if you have the thought of, oh, let me go to the store and buy some extra bottles of liquor because I have company coming over tonight, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep pouring her drink. I'm not saying put a drug in the drink. I'm saying if you, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is that, is that a, a dimension of date right? If you have that attention, if you say, hey, she says she really don't drink. <laughs> I'm going to get her to drink three drinks. You know, I'm just saying. Even if it's I think that was difficult. Well, where does hurt? And ladies are going to look at me cray cray. But where she has to know that she's a light drinker. So she also has to know just because you pour me three drinks, I mean I drink three drinks. Yeah, like, true. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Say, I, yeah, I think I think again, ultimately it goes to intent, but also as a man, I also know that I have to go into those situations. Oh. Playing, <laughs> you got to go into situations playing defense. You can't play offense in those situations because like because because. Um, because if, if you get accused, then you're done. Like uh, the accusation mm-hmm. is, is is the accusation is, is is almost guilty, and so you got to be careful that you know you got to be careful with with just that in general. Period. Like as a man, you got to go into it saying, I need to make sure that I have consent. Consent. Before I do that, because again, you if you are accused, you're done. Yeah. So I mean, whether it you know again, I say the intent makes it makes it where it is where it is it would be considered that. But I can definitely understand, you know, like I said, that she does have a responsibility to know her limit. Yeah, I get I get that. But as a man, you also got to look out for the fact that, bro, you going to jail. You're, you're going to probably go to jail, and that's a problem. That's something you got to watch. You don't even want us going to watch your own back. Okay, so we have – I'm going back to the post. We have um, another member that says, honestly, I don't see how getting drunk is an excuse for having sex. In my opinion, you wanted to have sex anyway. I don't see how you can get that drunk. It goes both ways. If I'm drunk, does that give me an excuse to go wild and decide? can't be in a committed relationship if you can't handle your liquor, don't drink. Well, I guess I can see what. Uh, the same person says, it's tricky, though, because I've also been in a situation when I felt like a predator and stopped because she was so out of it and it just didn't feel feel right. And it, I mean, he gives some more, like, some details as to what the example is, but... I think it's a conversation that needs to be had, especially with the um, with shining the light on how common 
you know, rape culture or date rape is not even date rape, even if just a, I call it association rape. Like if you just happen to be, you know, if a, if a guy gonna help you home drunk, you know, we hear those about those stories, especially on college campuses. They have campaigns about it now. Um, I just think there's a lot of more uh, situations out there that people, you know, cross the line. Maybe not even thinking that it is harmful. I think we're more educated now, but I don't know. I just think it's something we should we should definitely think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my life, you know, <laughs> that it's not. You may have a really good follow-up just now. He says, what if it's your spouse? And that one, my eyes got big because I know we talked about this in a roundabout way. The meaning is provocative, but we kind of got to this part of the conversation. You know, I think that my answer to him was this one, as far as the spouse is concerned, I think that answer will depend more on the intimacy levels between the couple than just is it a a flat-out yes or no. Because there are lots of husbands and wives who say, oh, if if he knows if I'm drunk, he can still get it. I'm going to roll over and I ain't going to worry about it in the morning. It's fine. But there are other women who are totally against that and feel absolutely violated in the morning when they realize that their husband has slept a little bit while they were passed out. So I think that it really, really has to do with the level of comfortability and intimacy between that husband and wife. Because just because your husband and wife does not guarantee that their intimacy levels are where they should be, where the comfort the comfort levels are where they should be as far as physical exchange is concerned. So that was, yeah, I'm here. I'm, that was one that we could probe into a little more as far as it's concerned. It could get deep as far as, you know, because that's where those lines are really, really blurry, you know, and can get, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's stuff. Oh. Right. <laughs> I read that in my book. I was like, ooh. I don't know. And yeah. you also just want to lean towards no. But you like, you know what, it's some, it's some crazy spouses out there. It's some spouses that have turned crazy. I and, know uh, some crazy Yeah, that you are. So I'm like, me. I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, though. That's a good question, but, again, I'm going to go back. I, I think Q, Q hit the nail on the head. You got to know your relationship. and But, again, I'm, all, I'm always in this area going to say as a man, lean to mm-hmm. – be be conservative, man. Like you, you just that's just right. not something. Like that's not something that you just easily come back from. And so I think you know, as men, you gotta you gotta protect yourself when it comes to, especially when it comes to you know, in other areas too. But on this one, like when you get into you know to sexual assault, like there's yeah. You know, we've seen we've seen people who you know who were who were guilty, excuse me, who were innocent but were found guilty. And then even after they were found innocent, like their lives were just still like there was it, it was you know they couldn't come back from it. So I would just say yeah. you know be very 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 cover your back, man. Cover your back. So that was good, and I'm gonna take the last three minutes, and um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Black Panther and. Uh, I think we've all seen it. Have we all seen it on the 
Tampa. We all seen yep. Tampa. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh! If I was first of all, while I was in the movie theater, like I went through all the emotions. I was twerking. You know, I had to put my fist in the air. Like I'm black and I'm proud. I cried a little bit. I wanted to shave my locks off right there. Give me a tattoo on my head with them bangles around my neck and my wrist and fight. Like the what yeah. the you haven't listened the to women listen warriors? To oh my god. I yeah. cannot. I loved it. Loved it. My daughters loved it. My oldest daughter who I thought was you know, last week I was like, Y'all Mike gonna just have to get rid of she gonna have to suck it up. Honey right. <laughs> she trying her mom. I love that. Like that was her face, y'all. She was like, Oh my God. That movie yeah. was so good. So good. And I'm like, Oh my good job. Like I felt proud, like, good, you got what yeah. you were supposed to be for that. Good job. <laughs> it was beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. Loved it. It was so wonderful. Wonderful. What you yes, think, Brad? What I think? I think I told you yeah. I walked out of that movie. I walked out of the Black Panther. With my finally, as I've been waiting all of these weeks trying to find who my new crush is going to be, that <laughs> I officially have a new crush after that movie. And actually, though, it's scary is I actually almost had two because it was hard for me to decide uh-huh. between Lapita and Diana. But, I mean, because both of them sisters. <laughs> I told you I was inboxing yeah, every that. I was inboxing every bald headed woman I know talking about some hey, what's that? You got that spirit game girl? What what what's your what's, what's your spirit on? game look like? What's that spirit game like? <laughs> this it was it was I mean it was a dope movie all around. Um there was a lot of mm-hmm. I have no um I have no complaints about it. Definitely looking forward to what's coming next. Really excited about the cast. And then I just pulled up they actually finally released the numbers that um, it did four hundred and twenty six point six million dollars. Um, wow! Uh, in this opening, wow. so um, so that alone that is that is completely awesome. So four hundred twenty six point six million dollars. Um, Y'all yeah. black Black Panther. You know every little boy is about to be Black Panther for Halloween. You hear me? Probably. Like they don't know. Probably. How big of a milestone this is for you! Little white kids are going to be Black Panther. Yep. I mean, everybody. I know all the women about to have them some red. Um, I'm telling you that red leather with some bangle bracelets. Listen, <laughs> girls, be, we are going listen. to kill it Halloween. Okay, listen, kill listen. it. Listen. <laughs> I just and I, I also I also need to know somebody to tell me what in the what has Angela Bassett been eating, drinking, putting on her face? Like, this woman doesn't look like she's aged a day over 30. Like, Angela well, Bassett's still doing it. Oh, my God. Still. She got that definitely I don't even like gray locks. But when I seen them gray locks, I said, Angela, if you don't come through for us, <laughs> This woman is made of pure Minnetonka water, um, gummy bears, 
I'm a little dusty wine, dusty wine <laughs> going on over here. I, it took me a second. I was like, oh, is that a little? Is that a little? Oh, okay. <laughs> Reminisce back to my Candace Lodge days when she used to get us with that good old, you know, if you ever know Candace Lodge is live, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving on. So, moving on to an equally lit love of, uh, of, of my heart, we are going to move right on to one of my favorite, favorite, favorite parts of what we do here, and that is um, our fire starter. If you are new to the Scoop Live, if you are new to the Scoop family, you are in for a treat. Uh, Miss Cicely Victoria is our very own fire starter. She is the uh, creator of Passion International, where she helps you light your life on fire. And it is not just a game, y'all. Like, this is her life. And she shared it with us, and we are so, so blessed to have her. So on this fine Tuesday, she's going to put a kid in the show and give us some fire for the evening. Hey, Cicely, how are you, sugar? Hey, Puda, how we doing? <laughs> What's up? Hello, 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 my school squad. And Scoop Nation, how are you doing out there? This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence, and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talks where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. So let's get to it, shall we? All right. So for today, we are going to round out this beautiful month of love, February as we call it, and um, we are going to focus on traits that both men and women agree they find attractive. Even though we just came from this topic about, you know, uh, what if you just don't want to be married? That was an awesome talk. I have no inspiration for that, no desire for it. <laughs> so, sorry, couldn't really give you any tips about that because, uh, yeah, the girl desires to be married. But in any case, um, <laughs> lovebirds, you may have some new love since Valentine's Day. And so I hope this list list helps keep your fires burning beyond the bedroom. Emphasis on beyond the bedroom. All right, so as we round this corner of the month of love and Wakanda forever, of course, um, <laughs> do know <laughs> this is not an exhaustive, comprehensive list, but there are some traits that have worked in my favor over the years, causing me to never have a deficit of male attention and are some same traits that I equally, um, as a woman, find attractive in men, okay? So they are the same traits um, that uh, I have surveyed, both myself and many men and women that I have come in contact with, that they um, like in each other. Number one, I'm just going to rattle through these notes because I'm really aiming to get it all out to you, okay? Number one, I'm kind, I'm happy, and I'm happy as a single, okay? I'm kind, I'm happy, and I'm happy as a single. Listen, there is not much more unattractive to men than a woman who's the bearer of femininity and softness 
to walk around with a boo-boo, stank-a-dank-dank face like someone just killed your dog or stole your best friend, okay? That is not cute. I know that you may be dealing with baby daddy drama, but you can't forever be negative, okay? You have to smile. Men love a beautiful smile. It's been said that it's the greatest thing a woman can wear. So the greatest things are in cleavage and body parts flaring everywhere, ladies. Contrary to popular opinion, it is not. I've never dressed like that, and yet I've never lacked male attention. So that's case in point that it's not necessary. But one thing I do have is a beautiful smile. I laugh, and I'm a happy person. And same for you men. Um, in regard to women, there is no bigger turn off for me in men than for me to be as happy and kind as I am and then to come in contact with a mean, pessimistic, rejected, depressed, pitiful, woe is me, victimized man who is unaware of his kingship. Okay, and being happy and then happy as a single is a separate distinction. So let me break that down. I'm not interested in men who are not contented in their singlehood because being miserable as a single equals miserable as a married as far as I'm concerned. And men should not show interest in this type of woman as well because all she's looking for is a rescue from her lack of identity. All right? So that is number one. You have to be kind. You have to be happy. You have to be happy as a single. Number two, being pretty and handsome helps, okay? (laughs) Being fashionable and smelling good, very practical, okay? We're going to get very practical today. Listen, that's self-explanatory. Get you a style and some scents that work for your personality and your pheromones, all right? That's number two. That's it. Number three, (laughs) men and women, men and women don't like when you try too hard or are too easy, and they do like when you have standards. Now, listen, this is a hairy balance in trying too hard and not trying hard enough. So you must learn the the balance of the two very well. If you try too hard, it's annoying, but if you don't try hard enough, you communicate disinterest. So if you're too easy, it communicates you have no standard, and more times than not, you've already been tried on too often. But you have to be careful with this one because you still have men and women that will take advantage of you even if they don't want you. But women, please, for the love of God, I need you to stop making the hunt so easy for men that he has to exert no effort. And if he shows that he's not interested in working, then this shows he's a lazy hunter, and you shouldn't want that man aiming to lead you anywhere anyway. Now, contrary to popular belief, Standards are attractive because otherwise you may be able, you may be trying to turn a hoe into a wife or a husband, and that's a totally different playing field. Number four, on the flip side, men and women like confidence that you are about your business and you're not needy. Listen, thirst mode is easy to sniff out, and all that suggests to men and women that you may have esteem issues or You are just really into that other person, and the only way that that will work in your favor is when the feeling is mutual. But still in soul, confidence must always be in rotation. Being about business is doing something worthy of recognizing or taking notice of. It's having your own. Confidence to the fire starter is this, having an assurance but not being cocky. It's not conceit, and it's not narcissistic. 
It's like when you know you have it going on, but you wear it casually, which is tremendously sexy. Do not mm-hmm. get this confused with false humility, which still suggests you have low self-esteem. It truly is a balancing act, and you have to be very, very savvy in how you carry yourself in that capacity. It's a, it's a work, okay? It's a process. It's a process to get there. Number five, when you have confidence, you also easily make others feel great by complimenting and providing a comfortable, relaxed, easy-to-be-around, nurturing environment. Men and women both like this very much, okay? Now, those who typically extroverts, you know, do pretty well. If there's, if you notice, you know, Q and I on a biweekly basis, this is like a second skin to us, all right? It's really, <laughs> we like, you know, sugar factory all over the place. Now, I'm gifted at pointing out greatness in people when it's obvious, and not so obvious, and I've learned this as a coach and a counselor, um, and it's a useful skill to cultivate. But anyone can do it. You you can start easy by complimenting men and women on purpose, even for platonic reasons, okay? And please start with platonic reasons, not for flirting, which has selfish motive, all right? So start by complimenting on purpose. You need to have faith for those when they might not have it for themselves, and that's a very attractive trait. You want to remember that each man and each man and woman are kings and queens, whether they recognize it or not. So we should speak to each other to build and edify each other, which does not mean the absence of correction. Understand that, but majoritively, you're focused on building them up. Men and women already in relationships don't be in the habit of letting another man or woman be more attentive than you. Okay, I'll say that again. Men and women that are already in relationships, please don't be in the habit of letting another man or woman be more attentive than you, okay? Somebody else getting your significant others more attention than you. Now, do understand we got, you know what I'm saying, uh, Thirst McGurts out there who going to do it anyway. Do know it's not a competition, but you need to make sure that your home base is covered to the point where your love interest doesn't have to think again. Okay, so make sure that you're making significant deposits, all right, that nobody else is doing better than you, all right? Number six, men and women love when you are down to earth and that you are fun, that you are fun, okay? Now, I know a sense of humor is not as easy for everybody to come by, but if you're not funny, then it would help if you're at least down to earth. Easy to be around, that you have like a girl next door, boy next door type of persona. The one thing about being fun, that might be a selfish one of mine, but I'm an adventurous, athletic, artistic type of woman who appreciates having fun. And even though I can be much of a homebody when I want to be, wherever I am, I love to be having creative fun, whether inside or out. So, listen, I'm an artist as well. Those who know me, I'm a performing artist. So I get bored easily. Creators get bored easily. So it's important that my attention is kept, okay, and that I know um, that's how I, I know that's how I make it hard for many men um, because most don't know creatively what to do with me beyond the bedroom, and many still don't know what to do there, all right, but I'll digress there. Listen, being fun. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Lord. Being fun. Oh, 
may not be as important to men toward women, but it may be. Yet I know it carries significant importance for most women. That's why women, men, if you don't know, I would say this is why they kind of um, may glean more towards a bad boy or a bad boy or an edgy man. Not necessarily like that. That's her type, but it's a fun factor that they present. So yeah. that may have more of an appeal. But he typically has a greater sense of adventure, and women love to be thrilled. So that's just a secret that you know. You know, it's not necessarily that she wants to be with a thug. It's the fun factor, okay? It's the thrill. It's the adventure that he presents, all right? And as you mature, of course, you know, you matric out of that. But I just want to let you know some of the reasoning. Maybe that will help you understand it a little bit better, all right? And number seven, you want to leave it better than you found it. Okay, you want to leave it better than you found it as far as a man and woman goes in regard to attraction. Men and women that add value to your life is very attractive. Now, granted, this becomes harder as you age and you're a man or a woman like me who's hard to impress, who does not persuade easily, been there, done that, and got the T-shirt, who works continually on his or her own betterment, has a sense of wholeness, and does not look for another person to complete them, this becomes a bit more challenging for your love interest to add to you. It's not impossible, but you just have to be savvy, more savvy in your presentation that it's uncommon and unconventional, okay? At least that's the case for me. And I know that takes work for a lot of people because most people are just, you know, yeah, not not into all of that. But um, so this is, okay, some of the traits that um, you can wear as um, to be found more attractive, both men and women. I'll repeat because we're doing great with time. Be happy. Be kind. Be happy as a single while you're alone in your own self, in your own skin, before you hook up with someone, okay? Be contented there. Be pretty and handsome. That helps, okay? Accentuate your natural beauty anywhere that you need to, right? Be fashionable and smell good. Very important. Men and women don't like when you try too hard or too easy and like when you have standards. On the flip side, men and women like confidence, that you are about your business and not needy. Number five, when you have confidence, you also easily make others feel great by complimenting them, providing a comfortable, relaxed, easy-to-be-around nurturing environment. Be down-to-earth and be fun is number six. And number seven, to leave it better than you found it. If you are able to appropriate one or more of these principles, you should never have complications in attracting or keeping a love interest. Yet remember, love is not a formula, but it's many times an uncanny mystery to how to mutually make it work and keep it working, but I believe it will work when it's meant to work for you. So that's our passion talk. Questions, comments, or concerns? Amen. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. We all got stuck at the bedroom part. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad, like, but true. Like, it's so sad, but true. No, it yeah, is, you it stuck that right on. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think part of well, it, you know what I was. Let me ask you this question. So one of the things I was going to say is I yeah. think one of the things for men uh, we, is as men when we talk about stuff like this is a lot of guys 
that, you know, think that if they do what we would consider the basic stuff, that they're okay. And I don't think that a lot of guys really understand the importance of, especially if you have a certain type of woman, keeping it, keeping it yeah. fresh, keeping doing different things. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, being creative, being, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's, it's important. So I think that's, that's yeah. a huge one. It is. For, for, uh, it is for huge. Yeah, it is huge. Thank you for um, emphasizing that when, I mean, it's not, you know, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, people, but, again, that's why it's really important that you know, you know, just intricately the individual that you're with. For some people, that won't make a big of a difference. You know what I'm saying? They're, like, low-key. That's just, just really easy and simple and things like that. And then for others, it's not that they're not, like, low-key or simple or what have you, but especially if you have someone that bores easily, the biggest thing about that is they don't want, you know, um, someone else to have an opportunity to have an up on you. So they really are encouraging the one that they're connected with to say, hey, you know what I'm saying, you know, got to rep, you know, rev your game up because I don't want to be the one, you know what I'm saying, that is captivated by another because I get sure. – a lot of attention. You understand? Yeah. So it's like they're really trying to honor you by letting you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> this is I what I have need oh. of. Right. So like everybody out there. So, you know, when your partner is sharing that with you, like pay attention. They're really trying to honor you in that space before they do something that's compromising. We got a caller. I don't know if they're for you, so I'm going to take it right now. Uh-oh. Maybe they have a question for right. you, so let's, let's, let's see. So caller 3021, you are on the airline. What's your question or comment? Yes, uh, Firestarter, I did have a question. I wanted to know um, if in, in the context of relationships, obviously we're trying to, for example, for us men, we're trying to find that significant other that, person that's our soulmate, um, the challenge becomes how is it that uh, we can, I guess, be more presentable to our mate without, uh, I guess, not being distracted away from our purpose? Do you believe that Mm -hmm. we'll meet our mate on the road of our purpose when we're, you know, working and doing what we're called to do? Or do you believe that there is a, uh, that, for example, men have to really, really detour out of their lives, really, really, uh, you know, implement some of the principles that you were saying and everything like that? Um, How do we minimize the distractions and yet still stay on purpose for our mandated name? Yeah, I mean, no, real quick, like for uh, both the men and women, I don't believe in the the necessity to detour on purpose, you know, detour our purpose in order to have our love, right? We They they taught us that in Black Panther. Hello. Okay, so it should be able to go in synchrony <laughs> together. It should be able to work in tandem, okay? Really, I believe that everything has alignment, and when you're in alignment, everything that you have need of is going to be added to you. The scripture tells us that. So, no, there's no detours necessary. Keep focused, keep walking, keep doing what you're doing, and you'll have everything that you need. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, you guys, Scoop Nation, you know I love you, Scoop Squad. 
You know what it is, okay? This your girl, Passion Talk. We've just given you um, practical tools for everyday living so you can press to your personal power. I love you. Stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. I'm out of here. Hey. <laughs> Boy, she gets me with that alliteration, though, honey. You better come through with the alliteration. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so bad. Like, she rolls that off the like. <laughs> I could just see her in the air. Right. All right, so we got two minutes and thirty. We got two minutes and thirty seconds. Let's go ahead and, and wrap this up. Uh, so, Kels, you you up first. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our comfy knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am off work tomorrow because of the ice prediction. So, yeah, I'm happy. Your girl is signing off. Very happy tonight. This was a great show. Um, I always get a good word from Miss Sicily. And, uh, you know, fun with the hot topic. Be productive. I'm done. All right, Q. <laughs> um, I don't have any news news. I am looking forward to seeing everyone who plans on coming out Sunday to the Back to My Roots fashion show. It's Sunday. I'm excited. Um, have a great rest of your week. And thank you to all of my live viewers. I appreciate y'all rocking with me, commenting, interacting. You guys give me likes every Tuesday. So thank you for watching, sharing, and showing me up. Y'all have a great week. Oh. All right, my final comments um, I've got, first of all, let me say um, Word on Wednesday is at tomorrow So tune in 7 o'clock here on this same channel uh, With Pastor Burns, he's back um, So tune back in Then, of course, if you have not gotten your free copy of Mevo Exposure Magazine you got to do that at www.mevoexposure.org we got some great articles. Jason Frederick um, is our cover. Plus, we've got our 8 and 18, which are eight women, young women, who you need to definitely look out for. Plus, our contributors, like Kells, did a phenomenal job with this issue. So go and check that out. Also, if you are interested in um, advertising with us, then you need to holler at me right away. We've got some wonderful opportunities that are available to you. Um, and um, last but definitely not least, I'm going to say that if you usually don't get on our after show and you're in the Scoop Nation, I would suggest you get on tonight because we got, I'm going to do something special just for the people who get on our after show tonight. So y'all get on there and we're going to talk about something. Um, Masquerade Ball is coming up on September, or March 24th, excuse me, get your tickets at eventbrite.com. You can go to my page and get them. Click and get the link, but you want to be there, Oklahoma City. I will be in the house, so y'all please stop asking me. I'm coming. Um, get your ticket right away. We'll have a good time. G. B. Chappelle is going to be spending. Q. Going to be there. Kel's going to be there. We're going to have a good time uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So y'all tune in. Thank you for everybody on our live. Please share it. Thank you for everybody who listened online. Please share it. Thank you. 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 Thank you.